bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Well, here we are, the Modern Eater Show, live in the iHeart Studios. Nick French, Colorado Hemp Honey, will be on the show. Also, uh, the Fairy Gut Mother, Carly Smith, is back. Brian Freeman, just like uh, every week, saddled up, ready to go. Growers Organic, in case you missed it, he uh, owns Growers Organic, which organic is a big thing these days. Uh, Action-packed show, Brian, tonight. Oh, it's going to be a great show tonight. Yes, it is. Uh, Sarah Beatty from uh, the Casino Cook-Off up in Blackhawk will be on the show. Also, uh, if you're a craft beer lover, and I know you are, Resolute Brewing is coming down. They're bringing some beer. Resident beer man, Andrew Duvall, will bring some craft beer. And uh, normally craft beer, you don't think about pairing it with honey. Uh, necessarily, but we're but you can we're we're going to try it out because uh, that's what we have. So uh, in the meantime, l- let's just uh, get this thing going. Oh, oh, oh before I for- before I forget, Daniel Asher, Daniel Asher be uh, in this kitchen tonight. in the kitchen from Acreage. Uh, he he's just such an incredible chef and just what a great guy. I've been up to Acreage. They've got some big, big plans for that place, and I'm really excited to keep going back and eating, especially when Daniel's in the kitchen. Well, Stem Ciders and Daniel Asher and uh, Kelly Whitaker uh, all had a brainchild, and uh, it turned into Acreage out there in Lafayette. Uh, It was a three-hour drive for Greg and myself, and when I say Greg and myself, I mean myself because I was driving. Uh, Greg but was it was sleeping. A, he was there for moral. Sleep he was there. Uh, he wasn't even there for moral support because he was sleeping. But uh, we took a trip up there, and it's a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. Uh, and not only beautiful, but when you have Daniel Daniel Asher at the helm of the grill, you, you know you don't have to worry too much about the food. And speaking of Daniel Asher and Acreage, uh, we just featured an article on him that got posted today on themoderneater.com. So I'd like to push everybody. Uh, towards themoderneater.com and read the article that uh, was put out by uh, the the very talented Emily Fletcher, who's our editor for themoderneater.com. And it's a great article about uh, Daniel and Eric Foster, who's the CEO and uh, co-owner, co-founder of Stem Ciders, uh, their philosophy about, uh, you know, hospitality, about food, about how they do things. And Brian, they, they do things slow. They, they do. It's, it's really an interesting perspective on those guys just because, you know, we know so many of these next-level chefs just like those those two, you know, Kyle um, Mendenhall that yeah. we went up to Arcana, and then we went over, you know, we know Kelly Whitaker with Basta, Top Chef. Mm-hmm. We know Daniel Asher, Top Chef guy. These, these The food that these guys are putting out and the things that they're doing with food and the way that they, you know, like you said, I mean, it's part of this slow food movement first off, but it's... It's so much more than that because it's utilizing everything, whether it's, you know, on the animal or on the plant. 
Well, not only that, but it's also the the slow food thing. You know, when you hear the, the, the expression slow food and then you hear the expression fast food, you're thinking, well, you know, what's the difference in, in slow? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of just that to where, it, you know, if you're cooking real food and you're making real products, they take a little bit longer, right? And I'm, and I'm sure that when we talk to Nick in the next segment here from Colorado Hemp Honey, he, I think he's going to sing a little bit of the same song to where, you know, honey... You're doing raw, real uh, honey. Um, first of all, it doesn't happen overnight, and and second of all, if you're doing it the right way, which the right way is not cutting it with uh, corn syrup and, and a bunch of other things that that they do in, in there that some people do in the honey industry, uh, it, it takes a little while, and you know, and for that, you know, you may have to open up your your billfold. A little bit wider than normal, but if you care about what you're doing to yourself and what you're putting in your body, I mean, it's worth a couple extra dollars and cents. Same way with the organic produce that you that you guys do at Growers Organic, um, you know, it's worth. And and that's a little bit different because you can actually find organic for for less expensive than than traditional and stuff like that. But uh, it's worth what you're putting in there to be pure and to know how it's being made and where it's, where it's being sourced and how you get it. Well, we'll, we'll have to have a, a show probably on the, the concept of sustainability because I think so many people are using it in so many industries now. And that's what doing honey the right way is all about. It's, it's about sustainably raising the honey from the bees or harvesting the honey from the bees in a way that, that keeps the bees, you know, like we learned the other day about how much honey you should save so the bees have something to get through the winter. You know that, that this is their food, and so there's there's a lot of a lot of things, and that goes into organic agriculture. That how are we protecting the planet? And when people throw this word out, everyone's saying sustainable this, sustainable that. It, it sort of kills me sometimes because they don't realize what it, what sustainable really is. No, uh, absolutely, and and it's important because at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to give up my microphone to Greg. <laughs> uh, well, that's what we'll do. We'll take a break. Uh, you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search the Modern Eater or check out the website themoderneater.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. 
infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, it's Jay Parker. You guys hear us talk about John Irvin and gluten-free things all the time. Listen to what our good friend, Chef Keegan Gerhardt from D-Bar Denver and the Food Network had to say. I'm going to give a shout-out to John, by the way. I know he's sponsoring the uh, In the Kitchen part. He was super gracious to us at D-Bar this past week. He brought by a bunch of his gluten-free goodies and some hoagie rolls and flour mixes and all kinds of great stuff. So, yeah, if, that's, if you have that need, that guy's on top of it. John is uh, super great. I met him thanks to you guys and the viewing party at Carrie's at Bardot. They gave us the hookup, so I just want to say a big thanks, Dan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from For My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. All right, yes, it is. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. We're just working through some microphone difficulties, so I'm sitting in Jay's seat right now, and um, this is what we're doing right now. I want you to go to themoderneater.com because there's some really cool stuff going on there. And um, this week, if you uh, haven't checked out the article that uh, Emily Fletcher wrote about Chef Daniel Asher, none better, um, working on a new project uh, with Stem Ciders. It's called Acreage. It's uh, up north a little bit, but um, I think it's well worth the drive, and especially for what you're going to get. Food philosophies, the uh, topic of Emily's article, you can catch that on themoderneater.com. Chef Daniel Asher will be in the, in the kitchen at 645. I mean, literally, he'll be up at Acreage in the kitchen, and we'll chat with him for about 10 minutes. So I'm looking forward to that. Right now, Colorado Hemp Honey, this is it right now. And we have to welcome to the show Nick French, uh, owner of Colorado Hemp Honey. Welcome to the Modern Eater Show, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me here. <laughs> this is cool stuff, man. First of all... Um, it's it's not your grandpa's honey, not your grandma's honey. It's come a long way, right? Oh, yeah, it is, definitely. Where do you begin with honey? First of all, talk about your company, where it's located, and the things that you provide. Yeah, we're based out of Parker, Colorado. Um, started off about 10 years ago just producing a raw honey. And then over well, about the last, uh, going on four years now, we started producing the Colorado hemp honey. But our goal has always been to produce the you know high-quality pure raw honey and saving bees and making people feel better. I love it. Um, so hemp honey, let's just address this right away. Uh, what are the properties of the honey that you have and how does hemp contribute to it? Right. Well, you know, super, you know, when you talk about superfoods, honey has been one of them. You know, honey's been used for thousands of years. Uh, it's like a first aid kit in a jar. You know, it's good on the inside of the body, outside of the body, good for burns, cuts, scrapes. And then you take hemp. So the the big buzzword now is CBD. Mm -hmm. uh, and so CBD is one of the, it's a, a chemical compound that occurs naturally in hemp. And so what we're doing is we're taking that component along with other healing components like terpenes, which are essence of the plant, and we're infusing it into the honey. So we're taking two superfoods, one from hemp and one from raw honey, and combining those together 
to create Colorado hemp honey. Mm, see, now that's interesting to me. Are there some um, misconceptions and, and kind of a, a dialogue around hemp itself that uh, may, may be a little scary to some people? Uh, anything that you can clear up as far as hemp goes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people look at it and they say, is this marijuana? Right. And we say, no, it's not. No. Uh, hemp and marijuana are two different, uh, two different plants, really. So anything that produces uh, 0.3% THC or less by weight is considered industrial hemp. And for us, it's really about the healing qualities. We joke around, we tell people, if you want to get high off of this honey, you're going to be really disappointed <laughs> because it's really, you know, we're, we're, we're keying in on the healing qualities sure. of, of, of really of CBD and the entourage effect of CBD and some of those other, you know, phyto, meaning coming from the plants, phytonutrients. Yeah. So you can ingest honey, obviously, but also topically, right? People use honey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In some cultures, they use it to treat eye infections. They're using it for cuts and scrapes and burns. It's, it's great to seal the wound. You know, what's really interesting is that there's a component naturally occurring in honey that is called, uh, it's a peroxidase. It's a peroxidase. Like in contact with your skin, it creates hydrogen peroxide. Mm -hmm. So it, it helps to sterilize the wound. Wow. Gosh. Hey, Nick, Brian Freeman here. Uh, got a question. A lot of people don't know about all the the real uses for honey, that it's, you know, really a homeopathic remedy for thousands of years. T tell me what you know. Oh, well, you know, you can go back to the Egyptians and long before then, you know, we've developed a close relationship with the honeybee uh, tens of thousands of years ago. But uh, we have people that are using honey for all sorts of things, even... Uh, Recently, we had a doctor contact us that has ulcerative colitis, and he was using honey uh, to help him deal with his pain and you know, just the lack of being able to absorb nutrients. So it was helping him to heal his, his digestive system. It's so awesome. It, it goes hand in hand with this whole thing about, you know, we, we have a little chat about sustainability and these people that don't realize that al having allergies is a symptom of maybe being in a new a new place that you're, you're not familiar with the pollens. And what you get from the honey is, is you're getting those pollens in the honey. And so you're getting this, you know, little tiny dose of what might be bad for you in larger doses, but it really helps you quite a bit. Yeah, they, we call that immunotherapy. So you're desensitizing mm. yourself to those local pollens by ingesting small amounts of it. That's and interesting. And kind of your body's getting inoculated at that point to your environment that you're in at that point in time. Um, where, your bees, where are they, you know, where are your bee farms? We have all of our hives are in Parker, all within about 20 miles of Denver. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have about uh, six different bee yards. We call them apiaries or yards that we have anywhere from 10 to 25 colonies in each one of those yards. The voice of Nick French, Colorado Hemp Honey. Um, website coloradohemphoney.com. That's right. Yeah, yep. Colorado. Check out his products. It's really cool. What what got you into honey? Uh, it was really my wife kind of shoving me into it. Yeah, and she's saying, "What are you going to do when you retire? You need to you need a hobby of some sort." And uh, I'd always been interested in it. I studied biology originally and microbiology, and then ended up going into finance. But always had an interest in nature. And I come from a farming community anyway. I grew up in Northwest Ohio. My grandfather still farms bean, corn, and wheat, actually popcorn recently. So I've been around agriculture for a long time. Uh, and then a neighbor of mine, he kept bees, and my wife said, go ask him if he, he needs any help. So I went and knocked on the door, 
And I think it was the universe calling me. And, and he said, the wife answered the phone and she said, wait right there, don't move. And then uh, his name's Jeff. Jeff came back out and he said, we were just talking about what I was going to do about the bees because he had surgery on his back and the doctors told him, you can't lift the equipment anymore. And I said, well, I'm willing to learn. Bring me in as an apprentice and I'll come and work with you. So we worked, uh, I worked with him every week, all summer long. We harvested about 800 pounds of honey off of that one yard. And then for all the work I did for him, he gave me a hive. He said, Nick, here's your very own hive. You, you get to look after it and care for it. And it was my, my first start in, into beekeeping. Yeah, we'll talk more about beekeep. I'm fascinated by it because I have some seen some bee colonies and, you know, how they, you know, kind of home base and take off for a while and they know where to come back to. And um, all of that's very fascinating to me. But beyond that, when you, you know, you look at your packaging and your product and everything else, it doesn't come down to taste at some point. It, it does. I mean, yeah. we, we like to pride ourselves on having, you know, you know, the, the best tasting hemp product on the market. Uh, we always tell people we're the sweetest product on the market, you know, the sweetest hemp supplement out there, and kind of a play on being at honey because sure. it's just naturally sweet. But it, you know, for products, you, you can get people to buy it once, you know, but to get them to come back and back again, it's mm-hmm. got to taste good, right? And it's also got to be effective. What's the difference between all spectrums of honey that you can find on your grocery shelves, um, and what sets yours apart? Yeah, so the, a lot of honey that's on the on the shelves in grocery stores may not be honey. Yeah, cut. Uh, it, it may be cut. It may be highly refined mm-hmm. and processed. Um, our honey, uh, we goes from the hive. We strain it. We don't filter it. So you do get those things like pollen. You're getting propolis, which has healing qualities. Some wax. You're getting all of the natural enzymes that the bees put in there. So the things on the shelves could be either cut or refined and processed to the point where those healing qualities have been burned off and cooked off. What's it take to, what am I looking at? What size jar? So 12 ounces of the, that's got, how much does this cost? First of all, 12 ounces. So that 12 ounce of the Colorado hemp honey will retail for about $49. Yeah. So it's, yeah, like you said earlier, it's not your grandpa's honey. It's not, Yeah. you know, we're taking honey to a new level with this. Sure. For a lot of times, um. And even recommended that, uh, you know, a spoonful of this a day, just in its purest form. Oh, yeah. You can use it as a, I mean, honey every day. My family, we eat a lot of honey, and we think that we're healthy, healthier because we do that. What's that do to your sugar levels or insulin spikes? You no, know, this is one of my favorite subjects to talk about because honey is a monosaccharide, meaning it's a simple sugar. Mm-hmm. And so our bodies can digest it very easily. We don't require a lot of glu- of insulin to digest it. So you don't have that big spike uh, uh, of sugar into your bloodstream and then a big drop when you come back down off of it. So it's a more constant level of energy. This is why a lot of athletes you know, choose honey over it because it's a consistent energy level, not that big spike. So, um, I mean, obviously diabetics should consult their doctors sure. on the sugar, but it's, you know, when I talk to... Uh, EMTs and medical mm-hmm. people, and they say if someone's having a, like a glucose or insulin shock, they, they mm-hmm. typically will rub a little bit of honey on their gums mm-hmm. because it, it starts to absorb very easily and brings them back online. I've debated quite often um, with nutritionists, folks that I know that are in either the medical industry or of 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 how that, when something's in your mouth, does it start to digest from the mouth? 
or from the gut. And when you talk about honey being one of those things to where your insulin level is not going to spike, I always wonder, because I'm a believer that it begins in the mouth where it metastasizes. And at that point in time, your brain's already determining whether it needs that insulin to be able to handle what it's doing. Um, so you're saying the receptors inside of your mouth are able to determine that it's honey? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, your body's, I mean, it, it may not determine that it's honey, but it knows that it's a simple sugar. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like a fruit. Yeah. Sup, so can you use honey as a, a kind of a substitute for sugar? Absolutely. You can use use honey however you would normally use sweetener. Like I put it in my coffee in yeah. the morning, tea or coffee. You can drizzle it on your oats, you know, or your, your, you can bake with it. Um, we've had people that were even taking like our, our uh, mandarin or tangerine tranquility honey and making uh, a sauce for chicken wings. Uh, so Delicious. Yeah, you can put it on your salmon. <laughs> like if you're going to grill salmon. Sure. You know, chefs use it um, a lot because it, it it has different properties when you're talking about caramelizing yeah. different foods. And you have infused honeys. We do have a lot of Yeah, we do. Uh, we've got five varieties now. It, as far as taste goes, which would be great culinary-wise, right? I mean, um, what forms of honey do you, are, are, do you offer? Yeah, we've got... Um, well, well, Greg, this is Jay Parker here. Let me just jump in here yeah. and, and tell you a little bit of what we have. We have uh, Lemon Stress Less. We've got some uh, Colorado Hemp Honey Fools. So that's Lemon Stress Less, that's, I mean, I'd use that for my tea right away. That's just where my brain got goes it. with that marketing-wise. Is that what we're looking at there? Absolutely. Yeah. Tangerine uh, Tranquility. We've got the Mandarin Magic. Um, and I, I had a question, and Ginger Soothy. Right here, but I had a question real quick, Nick. When it comes to raw honey versus, you know, and and I can't point out enough too that honey is one of the greatest things you can put in your body and all that. But make sure, because you guys touched on it earlier, that that a lot of honeys are cut with corn syrup and a bunch of other garbage. That if you're out there buying honey and you just think, hey, this is great, this is, you know, do your research before you have that mentality and get the good stuff. But along the lines of raw honey versus those processed honeys, uh, shelf life for something like this you know if you throw it in the cupboard or something like that is it going to last longer less time than than the than the processed stuff honey will last indefinitely you know get out really yeah they're finding honey in the tombs in egypt that is a couple thousand years old that is still good still edible shut the front door yeah, it's, <laughs> that it's, is so what, what what we think of as like honey going bad is really just crystallization and this is something that we work hard on to educate people. Uh, so you, you warm it back up, put it in a little warm water bath, right? Don't microwave yeah. it, don't cook it, but a, a nice warm water bath and bring it back to life. Yeah, so so it, when uh, you're looking for a good honey, you, you know, don't be afraid of that crystallized honey because that means that the beekeepers cared for it. They didn't overheat it. Hmm. Different hmm. styles of, that, Great. yeah. They're not, you, you know what I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going to uh, bust open these jars of honey and I'm going to do little. I'm going to make little sampler. Uh, spoons Ooh. for everybody, so everybody can taste each flavor when we're, when that. we're in the break, and I think we can come back and talk. Are you sure we should? I, he just laid on us. These are like fifty bucks a piece. I'd hate. Well, listen, I said don't don't bring anything that you're not comfortable with going the, wow. without with walking well, out is, with. This is definitely a treat. Then, as I look, and I, I love looking at labelings, and I I like to see what ingredients are, and and I'm looking at your Colorado hemp honey 
um, full spectrum hemp supplement in raw honey, raw relief. I'm looking for ingredients. I, I mean, I guess I don't need to. This is just 100% pure honey right here. Yeah, the only thing on there is honey and then a full spectrum hemp extract. And that's it. Incredible. There's nothing else in it. Nick, what are these? Uh, you've got two tinctures over here, and I'm real curious. Uh, did you make those tinctures out of honey, or what, what's what's in these two tinctures? Yeah, the Usually that's alcohol. Yeah, the tincture is it's a coconut-based, so we have our Crazy Be Gone and our Pain Be Gone. One is bacon flavor and, and salmon flavor. These are for our pets. So this is our pet line. Oh, let's get into that. Let's take a break and talk about right. pets. I mean, it, is it a, pets are big. You know, there's, is it a gimmick? He's not going to say that it is. I'm sure Nick isn't. But, um, I, you know, I want to hear, uh, you know, as a kid, just uh, and I'm a human being, my parents wouldn't give me anything that I wouldn't appreciate. Can an animal appreciate these things? I think it's a good conversation. Let's come back and have that conversation, Nick. All right, Nick French, Colorado Hemp Honey. Uh, I don't know if we have all of our microphones under control. We're kinda all just kind of sharing right now in these multi-million dollar studios and uh, <laughs> iHeart. You got to feel good. Hey, it's live. You know, we're making the best out of it. You know, we, that's we... what you have to do. You just make the best out of it. So TJ's uh, diligently getting us a fix. And I have a feeling we'll have all of our microphones here shortly. Uh, let's take that break. We'll come back. We'll talk about, um, I want to talk about harvesting the honey. There's so many things. And then again, we have the fairy gut mother here with us too, Carly Smith. And she's fascinated by these things. I bet she has a bunch of questions too. So providing that we have all the microphones working, uh, we'll get into a, a real good conversation and the pet angle um, I'm very interested in hearing the uh, values, uh, nutritional values. Uh, oh, it's healing, healing. Yeah, healing. homeopathic. What are we trying with, to heal yeah. for our animals? It's a, it's a cool conversation. Again, Colorado Hemp Honey, coloradohemphoney.com. Nick French, um, just nice enough to come in here and join us on this Saturday evening and bring down some delicious honey for us. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll take a break. Don't forget, 645 in the kitchen with Chef Daniel Asher. I think his name needs no introduction. So we'll do that as well. And then we have Resolute Brewing Company coming in, and we're going to talk to you about a cool event that's happening up in Blackhawk. Yes, gambling, but it's a culinary event. Uh, you'll find out all of that and more right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Belgium is a country the size of Maryland, and it's home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, vit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Bruce Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston-Fox, owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, 
France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures, and I look forward to you being my next guest. Okay, back to Colorado Hemp Honey momentarily, and um, check out themoderneater.com. Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solution, the busiest man uh, when it comes to installing tap lines, and he, kind of a crusader of sorts to where Jeff Rourke is making sure that delicious craft beer is being t- uh, poured the way that the um, brewer intended it to taste. I even think as Resolute shows up here, I think Jeff Rourke installed installed their tap system as well and it's beautiful it's like a piece of art um jeff rourke wants to make sure that you're getting an a plus on your report card for your tap system because let's face it you there's just no reason why you should be pouring foam different temperatures um your beer has to taste delicious if you're not pouring efficient beer fellas what are you doing you're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the, the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's going to make sure that you're all set and ready to go. He can add a line for you, whether it's nitro, coffee, water, wine. Um, just a really cool guy, and he's a family man, 20 years in the business. 720-272-3809. Justin Brunson, Old Major. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. It's one of those days in the iHeart Studios right here. Live radio, no man it's master, but we can do this. Um, this is a good time right here because uh, we're all sampling honey right now. In oh, how sweet it is. Yeah, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. There, It's cute. Jay and uh, Brian are huddled up on one microphone. I feel so warm and just uh, <laughs> safe. I feel safe, Greg. I, I feel like we're limping along in a... Yeah, I was teasing Nick about spooning, and little did I know that Jay and I would be spooning this whole show here. Uh. So Nick French is with us, Colorado Hemp Honey. And um, as we continue, one of the things that you've added into your business model, Nick, is um, pets. Uh, where do you begin with that? Just talk about it, and, and how did it come about? Oh, it, um, it really comes about because we share similar systems with pets. So within all of us, we have a, we call it the, it's called the endocannabinoid system, the ECS. And that is what uh, allows people when they take marijuana to feel high. It's what, it's the lock and key system of THC and how it hits our receptors or how CBD hits receptors in our body. It engages that system, and that system is responsible for maintaining balance in our bodies. Mood, diet, uh, pain, anxiety, all of those things that system regulates. And so within humans or really within mammals, we, we have a similar system. So pets can benefit from CBD as we can benefit from it as well. And it all came about really because my wife used to work in the pet industry industry, and she was talking about how, you know, her husband was a beekeeper and we're developing these products. And all of a sudden the stores were like, well, we want to bring the honey in. We want it. We want it. We want this. 
And then we started to see pets benefiting from it. Uh, you know, how do you tell? I just got. Yeah. How, I mean, how how do you tell that it, number one, a pet would need it, want it, uh, and then how do you know that the pet's doing better because of it? Well, uh, the the one of the best examples is you know you, you ever had a dog that was like crazy of the vacuum cleaner, thinking the vacuum cleaner is gonna you know kill it or uh-huh. suck it up sure. or something like that. So there's some anxiety there with that pet. So you can give them these supplements to help calm anxiety in a pet, so they don't feel like they're going to get you know, killed by the vacuum or they'll maybe. Have them stop chewing on your Calms cushions. Calms them down. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Or pets that like a lab with a bad shoulder or hips, things like that. You can help relieve inf- inflammation. Uh, and so. people will walk the extra mile for their pets. Let's face it. Take good care of your pets. Um, have, you, have you tasted this stuff, Greg? I'm yeah, an, over I'm, here. Yeah, I, you, I'm you've got to. I'll tell you because well, it's not. Sure. This is real. So this as is we're the talking deal. about pets you know i mean i don't know how finicky they are with taste but will they be eating the same products or do you have products specifically designed for your pets and a price point that may be more reasonable i would ask yeah um how does that work well we think that you know all of it's pretty reasonably priced comparable to other products in the market um but it's very versatile it's not just a capsule that you take it's not just a tincture it's something you can use to incorporate into your diet in hundreds of ways so you know, you can't take a CBD supplement capsule and put it on your on your oats in the morning or put it in your tea or your coffee. I mean, it may not taste so good. This, you know, helps to, you know, pair with your foods a little bit better. Um, but we do have uh, some specific products. We have some tinctures, which are specifically designed for pets. But our entire line is really a shareable. It's a, it's a product that you can buy for yourself. You can take it home. You can have a teaspoon of it. You can drizzle a teaspoon on your dog's food. Uh, and you can both benefit from it. Oh, that's that's really cool. Cats? No cats? Cats are not allowed? Cats are fussy. Cat will eat what it wants to eat. <laughs> when it wants to eat it. That's where you, that's where you get the droppers in. Hey, Nick, I'd, I'd Brian Freeman here. I'd like to know what these the extracts that you're putting in here. Tell us a little. I mean, I, I I'm floored that I can really taste each one. I each one of your flavors. I, I'm a super taster, so for me, it was immediate. Oh, great. But um, I it was it, it was at a level where, you know, sometimes you get stuff in the honey is all you taste, and it supposed, supposedly has something in it. This, your your flavor is forward in each one of these. How are you getting that? So, I mean, so right, yeah. I would ask. Well, can, could you detect the uh, the hemp extract and maybe the immediately? Yeah. Yep, yeah. in in the raw, I I could immediately taste hemp, and I I, I mean it, to the point of where I was surprised. I mean it it had a strong. I think it's good. I mean, some might want to cut it, but if they if they do, it'll, it's it's obviously got the properties right that you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, I mean, we've struggled to get a fine balance between that flavor. You know, a lot of products out on the market just are too much hemp, too weedy, yeah. taste of wheatgrass and earthy. Uh, but a lot of people love that earthy taste. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's start with good honey, then layer in good quality hemp extracts, and then just a little bit of an organic essential oil. Um, it just adds another layer of benefit. To oh, the- nice! Not that I've tasted edibles or anything, but it, it, the similarity is there, and I could maybe a little bit of an acquired taste. Well, but um, you you've got a fine palate as well over there, Greg. Yeah, I but mean, but it is forward. You, yeah, you, you can taste it is forward. Do you, do you have any products without the hemp? We do. Yeah, but you know our farm is called Frangiosa Farms. Okay, and we produce an artisan raw honey uh, that's available throughout Denver, um, in a lot of different grocery stores. Um, 
and they serve just our, our I hate to say just our raw honey, but it is a raw honey, you know, but it's, we call it artisan raw because there's a lot of work that goes into raising bees and harvesting honey. And uh, so the people that are not interested in, in the hemp side of things mm-hmm. may just want the raw honey and they can, they can find our honey all over Denver. We were at Urban Farmer, right? With yep. um, Chef Starkus. And um, gave us some of the hive. He brought some of the, the honeycomb. Delicious yeah, was... thing I, he served us honeycomb in oh, its yeah. purest form, like a piece of cake. Right off his rooftop and there in it, downtown. It was just amazingly delicious. That's a special treat. Yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. So for you guys, um, again, you know, the kind of the bee farms, what's the size of what you're dealing with here? And what are some of the things that you need to get around seasonally or on a yearly basis to make sure that you can ensure that you're, you have enough product. Yeah, we're, we're really a small producer. We'll run between 100 to 200 beehives in a year. Um, but the biggest challenge for beekeepers right now, there's a mite that affects the bees, and that's the biggest battle right now because it pierces their exoskeleton, it sucks their blood out, and it it. It sucks on the larva before they even even become a bee, and then it allows infections to get in the bees. So it wreaks havoc on the bee colonies. What what kind of uh, flowers are they harvesting this bee? Are the the bees harvesting from in that Parker area? Yeah, it's primarily a wildflower, but we do get a lot of clover, sweet yellow clover. On our farm, we have um, several raspberry. I don't know what you call them, rose groves that yep. are growing bushes raspberry bushes, bushes yeah, yeah just thickets or I don't know. uh-huh yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got about six of them that are about 60 feet long that run and then uh, a lot of alfalfa that's there okay any breweries doing a honey beer with your stuff no let's get it done yeah let's make it happen <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> we that can get a it. small batch of, the, <laughs> of that done because i think that would be, be a fun. good collaboration i would assume as i look at this beautiful website that you have here look resolute in studios like hey here's my card um i what a beautiful website that you have is there a storefront we don't have a storefront. yeah this is perfect for online right yeah yeah this is perfect for online so everything all your products are listed you even have recipe ideas which i think is really cool um your stories back here but anything that you'd like to do to um kind of either reacquaint people that fell away from honey and and don't know what this uh because really this is cutting edge in my estimation new cut road of things of products that you're making available to people um what's that 30 second elevator speech as we wrap this up to to talk about why you should revisit uh honey in general and why you should go to coloradohemphoney.com to get your supply well Honey, I like to tell people because honey's been used for thousands of years. Our bodies have evolved to to embrace the healing qualities of honey, and from seasonal allergies to cuts and scrapes and bruises, it's a natural sweetener. Um, that's just on the raw honey side, but it's also very approachable on the hemp as well. You know, people can look at our products and say, "I know honey," and, and I'm interested. I'm curious about hemp. So maybe let me let me bring this in and incorporate this into my diet. It's not another pill I have to take. It's not a, some, uh, an oil I have to rub somewhere on my body. It's something that I know how to use this, and, and it makes a lot of sense. And so Colorado Hemp Honey is, is one of many options that people can use, but we like to think it's one of the best and most versatile. Yeah, so many things beyond just the delicious taste of this honey. But, again, when you do your research and you see it improves digestion, relieves nausea, uh, it's an exfoliator, imp- improves uh, diabetes, 
by using this as a suppl- or as a substitute. Uh, an antioxidant uh, helps you with your sleep. It's a prebiotic support, improves allergies, it helps you lose weight. You can even moisturize with it, hair mask, um, eczema relief, reduces inflammation, uh, heals wounds. It, honey, really, listen, bees, bees are doing the work, right? Doing um, the heavy lifting. They are, absolutely. They're doing oh, the yeah. heavy lifting. Well, I was surprised, Nick, you're cutting yourself short, telling people they can't put it on your body. It's a sensual elixir, you know? I mean, yeah, come on, it's facial. honey. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, nice, nice facial Hey, stick around. We're going to have some more honey and, and um, might have an opportunity to check back in here. But we're going to jump to um, someone who absolutely loves local products and Chef Daniel Asher. I don't know if he's had a chance to play around with some of your stuff, but um, maybe some restaurant um, uh, we penetrate into that restaurant market, I think would be really cool because there's all kinds of great stuff that you can do with cooking with honey. So thank you again, Nick French. I encourage everybody to check out um, coloradohemphoney.com and Colorado Hemp Honey. Um, very nice of you to come into the Modern Eater Show today. Thank you. There he is, Nick French. Okay, we'll take a, bra- a break and we'll come back. Emily Fletcher, I believe, is up at Acreage with Chef Daniel Asher, and she wrote a great article uh, that is on themoderneater.com. That article's title is When Food Emanates Life, Getting Philosophical with Chef Daniel Asher and Stem Cider's Eric Foster. We'll uh, talk to Daniel Asher next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the taproom and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com, and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info 
at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Hey, Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. Okay, yes it is. We'll do In the Kitchen right now. I think we're looking for half of our In the Kitchen. Um, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian, Brian Freeman in studio right now. And uh, next hour, Fairy Gut Mothers checking in uh, and um, Resolute Brewing Company. It's a really cool second hour, so stick around with for that. Let's check in, check in with Emily Fletcher. Emily, hi, how are you? Hey, great. How are you guys? Good. Where are you at? I am up at Acreage in beautiful Lafayette, Colorado. Cool. Where's Daniel? Daniel is working his butt off in the kitchen. <laughs> Should <laughs> it we? Is- slammed up here. So. I'll, I'll bet. Why don't we do this? Let's talk a little bit about the moderneater.com, Emily, as we okay. try to get Daniel. And, and uh, what we'll try and do is shoot for after the 7 o'clock hour so that we can give um, Daniel Asher a good stretch here. But I think okay. we can begin with you. Um, now, Brian, myself, and Jay had an opportunity to get up to Acreage on their soft opening. So, uh, Brian, explain it. It's a stem cider. Kind yeah, of- it's an incredible facility up there. That you know, they've. I think they've got 13 acres. They're going to put in an orchard. They're going to put in a concert venue. Um, all of you know, basically all of their dining room is huge family style tables. I loved it. The fact that you could get easily eight to ten people at each one of those tables and have a party. And just the way the setup is, I you know, the kitchen's open. They've got that incredible, incredible wood-burning stove, oven. I mean, the, the fact is you've got to read Emily's article because she yeah. talks about that every day. That's how they start their day is chopping wood. Yeah, just to back up quickly, and you talk about kind of a party setup. It's, it's really cool because they could have had partitions in between each one of these sprawling kind of booths, you would say. But they decided to leave it down because they were finding that people wanted to actually talk to other people at other tables. Yeah. So it's just really a community environment there. Um, really cool setup. So you were able to get up there, Emily, this past week to catch up with Daniel Asher. And you were kind of surprised of the way the the um, direction of your talk went. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? And again, you can get Emily's article. It's live right now on themoderneater.com. Yeah, absolutely. So I came up to Acreage on uh, Thursday afternoon, sat down with Daniel, um, you know, right after he wrapped up his inventory. He's very uh, he, keeps, he keeps track of things, you know what I mean? So he's really on top of his systems. And so I met with him after that, um, and we just started chit-chatting. And Eric Foster, who is the co-founder and CEO of STEM Fighters, which, of course, is part of the project up here, a big part of it, um, he happened to be here as well. And um, 
you know, so we just got into a conversation that basically took a, what I would consider it to be a very philosophical term. And I think the reality is, again, we're modern eaters, right? We care a lot about the food we put in our bodies, um, what we're buying, how we're supporting, you know, local farmers, uh, local restaurants and the economy. And that's essentially the land that we explored together during about an hour, hour or so of conversation on Thursday. So um, it was really enjoyable to get to hear their perspectives and kind of how they got to where they are. And again, I mean, check out the article. But what it comes down to is these are a couple of guys who are living life the way that they feel like they should live it. And what they're doing with their food and their business is part of it. But it's bigger than that. And I, I, I found that to be just really, really inspiring. So without stepping on Daniel's interview, in, in, and yeah. we'll do that past the 7 o'clock hour, uh, what do you surmise? What did you come up with? Ah, as far as um, Just uh, the, the philosophies of Daniel. It's the philosophies of Daniel. You know, I think what it comes down to is he's really all about being, it's going to sound kind of cheesy, but being a good person. You know, you get into it in the article, but um, talks a lot about how we treat other people. And that that's kind of part and parcel, no matter where you're at. If you're in the restaurant, if you're out of the restaurant, you should be dealing with people in a really genuine, um, considerate fashion every moment of every day. You know, it's kind of a simple philosophy. Food, food should be real. Food should be good. We should be doing things the right way. Um, He kind of feels, I I don't want to speak for him, but he kind of feels like we all have obligations as we wake up every day as a human being. And and yep, in certain ways that life should be conducted. Well, Daniel, yeah, I've known absolutely. Daniel for ten years plus now, and I'll tell you the thing about that guy is that he has the biggest heart, and he wants to help everyone, and he will always put aside what he's doing right away to see how he can help people, and that's just huge in my book. Well, let's get him on the air. Then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Emily, what do you think you're going to be able to uh, round him up? Should we wait for your lead and just continue on and wait for you to? Um, Give us the uh, the go-ahead, or should we plan on about 7.05? You know, you know, he actually has his phone out, so let's see if we can't get him on right now. Okay? 7.05, because we're going to break now for the top of the hour news, and we'll be back at 7.05, and I think that'll be a good one because we can get a good stretch of 10 minutes. Perfect. Okay, great. I'm going to put Emily on hold. Emily's on hold. She's at Acreage. I, I'll tell you what, the home run article Emily wrote. It's on themoderneater.com. Uh, we'll continue right here in the iHeart Studios at 658 in the Mile High City, uh, 58 minutes past the hour. We'll be back in a flash with Chef Daniel Asher right here. I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. Let's drink. I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. Okay, let's go. It is the Modern Eater Show, 706 in the Mile High City, six minutes past the hour. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. Um, get right to it. So I'm going to bring Emily Fletcher on the line right now, Brian. And um, Jay's kind of shuffling things around the studio. But Emily, do we have you live from Acreage? You sure do. This is cool. So in the kitchen every single week, it's usually at 645, but um, we we kind of made an adjustment tonight. But Emily Fletcher, the food editor for TheModernEater.com and also a writer in the kitchen, Emily, every single week will not only um, be pretty much hosting the segment on the radio show for In the Kitchen, but she's also writing an an article of such featured guests. This week, Chef Daniel Asher. So TheModernEater.com. 
Twitter.com. Emily's new article is up. I think it's a great one. You'll enjoy it. But let's go to the VIP line as well to welcome to the Modern Eater Show in his kitchen right now at Acreage. His name is Chef Daniel Asher. Thank you, sir. How are you guys? Doing great. Uh, thanks for taking... Saturday night's never a great time for a chef to be in the kitchen, but we love to hear all the noise, Daniel. So if you have to yell something out or, or order up or whatever you do in the kitchen, feel free, okay? Perfect. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. So, Emily, let's just start at the beginning because you had a conversation with Chef Asher this um, past week, a couple of days ago, that really uh, was kind of a, I love this. He's, he's, he's doing his thing in the kitchen. Uh, take the lead with that of what you talked about, Emily. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, you're going to hear some noise. It is no joke. It is busy up here tonight. So, um, you know, again, essentially, uh, Chef Daniel Asher and myself and Stem Ciders, um, Eric Foster, chit-chatted a lot about food philosophy and the fact that really the way the way that we see food, the food industry, what we eat, how we cook, um, really spills over into our life. And a lot of the way that people eat is also the way that they live. And I think it is absolutely the case with um, Chef Daniel Asher. Chef, where did you get this philosophy from? Were you born with it, or was it an acquired thing? Um, I think, you know, growing up, my mom was very conscientious of um, growing food. We had a couple um, gardens on the side of the house that she used extremely efficiently. Um, she baked all her own bread from scratch, uh, and she cured her own meat. I mean, it was a, she was a very um, amazing who kind of expresses her love through food and I think that's kind of what I connected with at a very young age I was able to um, you know kind of spend time with her in the kitchen because I was so fascinated by the smells and the sounds and the vibe um, and then when I was uh, you know super young like seven eight nine years old I was just making food with her and learning how to make you know, sauces and dressings and rolling meatballs and you know just the basic um, you know beautiful core elements of the beauty of food you know and, and getting greens from the garden for salad and um, topping them with some you know oil and a little bit of uh, vinegar and salt and just connecting with the beautiful flavor of simple ingredients that are grown with love and I think that connection my desire to seek out these relationships with everything that I want to bring into a kitchen to work with and play with and, you know, hopefully turn people on to the, the beauty of food grown with integrity and with vision and with purpose. So, Daniel, Brian Freeman here. I know you have a couple kids. Um, are you teaching them the same? Are you, you got a garden? Um, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm personally not often growing things. <laughs> And I, I, I don't have time to, like, focus on, you know, nourishing things for personal use, but I definitely professionally focus on that. Um, but, you know, at home, I'm, I'm very um, specific about making sure, you know, our family has, um, you know, really great food that's clean and organic and grown with love um, from people that I know so that I want, you know, their bodies to be nourished with the same integrity that I want to see. Well, Daniel, not a lot of people know what what a great guy Daniel is, and what he talks about his integrity. It, it's really deep, and it's it's all the food. You know, I, I've worked with Daniel from a distributor level mm-hmm. for years and years, and I'll tell you, there was always one thing that Daniel said is is I want to make sure that farmer's taken care of, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pay what I need to pay 
because I know it's going back to the farm. Right. Uh, Daniel, I know you're in and out, but a question to you to answer when you can. Uh, as, as far as it goes with keeping the integrity of, of your sourcing and your philosophies, uh, let's face it, it, along the road somewhere, it could have been easy for you to cut corners and probably still could today. What keeps you on the track of food integrity, sourcing, community, and the values that you have there within? Um, I think transparency is super important. Um, you know, if anyone, you know, from staff to guests wanted to see what was going, going on in the walk-in coolers, um, you know, I happily would incorporate that into any sort of tour of, of um, you know, how a good kitchen is run. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think there's definitely some um, kitchens that would not necessarily love people to see what's going on in their walk-in versus what's written on the menu. Um, because unfortunately doing things, you know, expressing yourself in a certain way and doing things um, with that same level of intention gets extremely challenging um in a commercial kitchen environment and you know i think people reach a point where you need to cut corners based on you know whether it's you know tiny margins which are notorious in this industry which is very hard to work with um and uh, you know trying to meet certain goals but if you compromise the quality of the food yeah service kind of discounting the ability to connect with the food cost of food. Um, and you know having that ability to share that knowledge with the is extremely important because I want people to know the difference between a beautiful locally grown you know organic heirloom tomato versus uh, you know commodity mass produced tomato that's been cast so it gets really color and there's no flavor and it's devoid of any sort of soul. Um, Obviously, there's a huge price difference between those two tomatoes, and that price difference has to translate on a menu. So if your guests are aware of why you're eating that, what the cost of those two products that share the same label of tomato, in reality are completely different things, they couldn't be more different, um, then you're doing that whole equation a disservice. So optimally, I want guests to understand what it takes to grow food properly, farmer to be compensated properly, um, so that everyone along that that kind of uh, journey of growing, um, there's a, a fair trade experience happening and there's a fair compensation experience happening. Um, and, you know, it's it's really all about extra time to think about things on a, on a little bit of a deeper level um, and not getting lost in the chaos and the hustle and bustle of, you know, normal restaurant life, whatever normal happens to be. <laughs> Yeah, Emily intimated in the article that she wrote about you of responsibilities that we all have as human beings every day that we wake up and how we kind of fit into this world. And, and I think food and beverage is uh, really your wheelhouse. But what are some of the responsibilities that you believe as human beings that we should all notice so that we can all be symbiotic? Um, well, I think, yeah, and I, I appreciate her touching on that idea of hospitality um, is kind of a universal experience. It's not an industry that people choose to enter if they're working in, you know, restaurants and hotels and um, that experience, you know, have the opportunity to experience hospitality when you're walking into the bank and you, you know, hold the door open behind you for someone that might be walking in as well and you're thinking about someone behind me 
and I hold the door open for them and make their process a little bit easier. Or if someone, uh, you know, aggressively cuts you off in traffic instead of jumping to a negative place of what the hell's wrong with that person and getting all angry about it, you take a moment to think, wow, I hope they're okay. I hope they're not dealing with some terrible emergency. They're obviously trying to get somewhere faster than I am. Um, and you kind of wish them good luck on their journey. Um, but I think we get so wrapped up in our own process and our own equation. Um, we internalize things and we um, get kind of selfish about how we tend to view experiences like that and it affects That's how it affects me as opposed to how does it affect us and the we. Um, so if people are able to kind of, you know, Google Maps zoom out moments and look at the bigger picture, you know, getting cut off in traffic is not the end of the world. It's just part of the journey of deciding to thrive in this day and age. Um, there's no reason to get angry about it and send that negative energy, um, you know, to other people around you. Um, and I think those moments of thoughtfulness um, and kindness are what hospitality is all about. It's about thinking of others. In a restaurant, it's expressed very simply by saying, can I get you more water? Um, or, hey, you look like you don't know where the bathroom is. Let me, let me uh, you know, show you the way. Or, hey, you look cold. Can I, can I adjust the heat for you? It's very easy in a restaurant to gauge people's needs are because they're showing up ultimately hungry and thirsty. So right out of the gate, you already know what the relationship is about. Um, but when you're out in the actual world, you don't know what people's relationship is in that moment. So you have to think a little harder and dig a little deeper and make sure everyone's okay. You know, if someone's kind of looking around on the street, maybe they're lost. Check in and say, hey, can I help you find something? You look, look lost. Are you okay? Um, if someone's, you know, walking by you and they seem super upset, just say, hey, you know, hope your day gets better. You know, if we take these opportunities to express our, you know, universal connection to one another in those quiet moments when no one's watching, um, it kind of creates this culture of humanity, which is, I think we, we have never needed more desperately than right now, is to be kind and thoughtful with one another. Let's just end the yeah, show right I now. Know. I mean, how, don't you love it? It's Daniel. like it's a Buddhist philosophy wow. from and, this guy. And then it just, goes yeah. into his food and how yeah. he he does business with people. Uh, Daniel Asher, online with us. He's in Acreage. You can find him at River and Woods as well. Emily Fletcher wrote a great article about him. Emily, t- uh, finish it up. Take it, take it from here. Uh, how can I follow that up? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, you know, I said it earlier, but Jeff Daniel is good people i'm standing right next to him hugging him right now he's just he's good people i feel like i'm gonna listen to this podcast over and over to get ready for my day right go out there into the world it's just like a better person (laughs) yeah emily's a great gal too um daniel i'm glad you two could meet each other no it's been phenomenal connecting over this experience and um Thank you guys for the opportunity to uh, showcase you know, the beautiful um, new restaurant on the hill in Lafayette, Acreage, and uh, the amazing stem cider production facility, which has full transparency through glass windows next door. Restaurant, and uh, please come check out River and Woods in Boulder, which is approaching its beautiful second year uh, this September. Um, and yeah, I just you know I want to encourage people listening to um, just connect with where your food comes from. You know, like really reach out and you know know your farmer, know where who's growing your food. You know, who's producing things that you're feeding yourself and your family. Um, you know, make sure those people are taken care of properly. And it's not just about it's not just about food. It's about you know what shoes are you wearing. What t-shirt are you wearing? What car are you driving? It's important to know what companies you're supporting when you vote 
um, with the dollars, you're making an active and conscious decision to say, I agree with this equation. Um, so just do some extra due diligence and make sure that those equations that you're supporting feel good. Um, because the world is a extremely complicated place, and um, the more you know about decisions you make and how they impact yourself and your family, um, you know, the more the more chance for uh, positive experience you're creating for yourself. Yeah, you could do that, or you could just uh, go with the expert, Daniel Asher, who you just heard from, and know that you can go to Acreage and River and Woods, and all of that's in place, and you can just enjoy a beverage and some food, which is fantastic. Uh, thank you, Chef. I appreciate your time. Is there anything else that you'd like to direct people to in closing, maybe an event that's coming up, or something near and dear to your heart? Uh, yeah, well, uh, tomorrow here at Acreage, uh, there's the uh, release party for uh, the salted cucumber cider. Yeah in conjunction with The Real Dill, uh, the greatest pickle company in the free world. Um, and we're doing a pickle eating contest with the uh, uh, um, habanero pickle chips in our Rhode Island territory. Uh, some oyster shooters from Goose Point Oyster Company. Um, just lots of fun stuff. And uh, also tomorrow afternoon, it's JCP in Boulder. Um, it's a Jewish food festival um, highlighting a beautiful connected food coming from the milk and honey farm um, on premise and boulders. So it's a great event to connect with small local producers doing great work in the community. Hey, Dan, Daniel, Brian Freeman, one last question for you. Are you guys yeah. moving uh, the cider grass to the, your new location in Lafayette? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that, that, this will be the new uh, headquarters, so to speak, for the cider grass. Um, there'll be an awesome van shell overlooking the entire front range. There's views from Castle Rock up to Estes. Um, absolutely beautiful panorama. And the van shell will be in the front of that backdrop. Um, and, uh, yeah, cider grass is going to get bigger and better. And uh, here in Lafayette is going to be the, the nucleus of that experience. So uh, that should be lots of live music here all summer. Thank you, Chef. Lots of live music in the uh, backyard at River and Woods, uh, bluegrass and beautiful uh, jam bands, and uh, one of the local artists performing uh, a couple nights a week over the summer um, in the backyard at River and Woods. A much smaller venue than Acreage, but a great live music experience. Appreciate your time, Chef. Thank you so much. We Thank love you, you Daniel. There we you love go. you, babe. And Emily, thank you. Home run. You did a great job. Thank you, Emily. Thanks, guys. Oh, Have a great night. There she is, Emily Fletcher, um, real estate agent by day and uh, food lover by night, and does a great job for the themoderneater.com. She's killing it right really now. Really appreciate Emily, Emily. So thanks to them. We'll come back. There's a lot going on here. Fairy Gutmother's in studio with us, along with um, the friends of the show. And there's just so much love in this room right now. And uh, it's going to be really cool to talk about this event that's going up. Sarah Beatty, um, there's a casino cook-off in Blackhawk that's going to be happening. And we want to give you all the details with that. And then Resolute Brewing Company, that'll round off the show. Uh, we'll do Resolute Brewing Company and booze in the news with all the booze news you can use. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampton Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. 
join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch, conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street. Just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures, and I look forward to you being my next guest. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Belgium is a country the size of Maryland, and it's home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, vit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. What the f***'s wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it in the iHeart Studio, 725 live in the Mile High City right now. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. Brian, this is a cool one coming up here. Are you ready to hear about this? Yes. All right, joining the show right now, Sarah Beatty. And uh, Sarah's become a friend of the show, and um, we're going to do some collaboration on this one because I think it's really cool. Um, Being a local guy, I've seen Blackhawk change so much. and um, It's a whole different city, man. It's, I mean, a mining town. Turned into a real gold mine, right? Yeah, and then you throw culinary in there now, and I'm in. You know, that's all you need to say. Sarah, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. It's good to have you here. Um, Let's start off. The Black Hawk Casino Chef Cook-Off. It's all in the name, right? It's all in the name, and everything you need to know about it is in the name. City of Black Hawk, which, like you guys say, if you haven't been there lately, you haven't been there. Right. It's incredible. This and it's just such an amazing town with with absolutely incredible gold rush history and architecture and it's right along the banks of the North Clear Creek and it's just fantastic. But the additional thing is that the food scene there, you wouldn't have guessed, is amazing. These casinos, many, many of the casinos, are hiring the most incredible executive chefs. And they have these fantastic chef teams. And so we're putting together the Black Hawk Casino Chef Cook-Off, and everybody's invited. That's so cool. Um, Jay is working diligently right now to get a jump across on our Facebook page, and we'll have this on themoderneater.com. But our Facebook page, is it up, Jay? Can you hear me? No, we can't. Is it up? 30 seconds. In 30 seconds. Almost. It'll be almost Get your tickets. Yeah, get tickets, because here it is. Um, First of all, the venue. Let's do the the venue. Where are you going to be? Okay, so the venue is called Crook's Palace, and it is one of the oldest saloons in the state. And it is like walking back into history 150. It even smells old. It's got, (laughs) you know, it's this wonderful brick. You know how old bricks smell so fabulous? 
So you walk in and there's the long wooden bar on the right hand side with the mirrors behind and the footrail, the brass footrail at the bottom. So you can belly up to the bar. You can get our beer sponsor is Tommy Knocker. So they're doing their Drift Blonde and their Tropical IPA. And then our wine sponsor is Ferrari Carano Wine. So you walk right in, get yourself something to drink, and then you go around the corner to the dining room, and there will be six casino teams set up doing small plate tasting portions. So stations? Stations. Six stations. Six stations. So you get to try out all of the top chef teams in Blackhawk in one spot. Neat. Hey, Brian Freeman, let me chime in on this because one of the things that we're not mentioning or not addressing is two years running, someone from Blackhawk has actually placed in the top three. Last year they won. This year they placed, I think, second at the Colorado Ag Week cook-off. Oh, that's true. You know? And and there there was a, a lot of impressive chefs there. And the fact that someone from a casino town was able to pull off a win Last year and this year, second place. Well, I think that's, that's really giving them some kudos. What what this event, Sarah? Right? What this event is is you know you can. There's more than just um, slot machines and crab crab legs. Well, there are those too. Right. Don't get me but wrong. There's more. And but free there's drinks. more. And <laughs> <laughs> there's fantastic um, seafood. There's beautiful. Lots and lots of the casinos focus on beef and. Um, you know, wonderful Western ingredients, a lot of local ingredients. And so this um, Casino Chef Cook-Off is really an opportunity for the chefs to get out to play, mm-hmm. right? We all go up to play. Sure. But this is the chance for the chefs to get out and play and and demonstrate what they can do. I, all right. I need the date. What's the date on The this? date is Thursday, May 3rd. Okay. So so we have time, but get tickets now. What's you, limited availability? I limited availability. So sh- when you see uh, Crook's Palace, you'll understand what I mean. It is a snug little place. So we have 100 tickets available, and that's it. Mm. And you cannot buy tickets at the door. You have to buy them ahead on mm-hmm. a, on Eventbrite, which I see Jay furiously working mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. up on the Facebook page. It's up. He's giving me the thumbs up. Yep, modern either. And Facebook what's the price? Page. What's the price? So tickets are $50, oh. and they are... Um, it is a benefit for the ACF Colorado Chefs Association for their apprenticeship program. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Fifty dollars? Come 50 on. Fifty bucks. You get to taste dishes from six different casinos. You get to support the ACF apprenticeship program. You get to come up to Blackhawk for the evening. Yeah. So enjoy I'm spending that drinks. in one hand playing Jack, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it's one of those things to where it's like, okay, secure your seat here. Because I don't know how well you're going to do at the tables or anything else, but you're going to eat good food and have good beverages. So the drinks are included as well? Drinks, you'll get drink tickets with your um, with your paid ticket, mm-hmm. and then you can purchase additional drinks at the bar. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really a pretty darn good deal, uh, mm-hmm. considering that this is a fundraiser. Yeah, $50. Do you have the menu in, in front yeah. of you? I do. I do. You, so you guys food. are the first ones to hear about this. So I'm going to go down my list. So our pal, uh, Chef Anthony Ochoa from Monarch Casino, is doing lobster ceviche in a coconut lime broth. Um, Here's where everybody gets hungry. I know, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Chef uh, Stephen Jameson from Ameristar, wait till you hear this, pork belly ramen with a soft quail egg. 
Wow. Right? Because be it's got to be small. Uh-huh. So it's like a really small. Uh-huh. So instead of a, you know, a chicken egg, he's going to do a quail egg. I was hunting some good ramen down the other day. Just like because that's, if you describe that to me, I'd have been there. So this is perfect. Looking forward to that dish. Yeah. Oh, I am too. I'm looking forward to all of these. So our friend, Klaus Krebs, Chef Klaus from Isle of Capri, Lady Luck. Now this is a casino team. They're owned by the same uh, company. So he's doing ahi tuna tacos with the Isle raspberry cheesecake for dessert, right? <laughs> that sounds good. And I think Klaus was the winner two years ago, wasn't he? He was he two second, years ago. Second this year. He was he was the guy, so right there. He's amazing. Now, um, executive chef Paul Capala from the Lodge and Gilpin Casino, this is another incredible sounding one. They are doing sesame-crusted yellowfin tuna with crisp Asian slaw, sweet soy, wasabi crema, and microgreens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you getting hungry? I'm letting you roll. Okay, Let's not go. done yet. Our pals at Saratoga, and by the way, Saratoga Casino is a half a block down the the street, and they have offered their parking garage that night for parking. So if you go up and you have tickets to this event, you get to park at Saratoga Casino, and we're really grateful and for that. It's about a block away. It's like half a block. Oh, perfect. I mean, you won't even break a sweat. So they are doing braised, uh, these is uh, Chef Danny Wenzel and Brian Davis. They're doing braised short ribs with truffle cheese gnocchi, brown butter, vegetable bundle. Yeah. <laughs> it, it all sounds like fast food and deep fried. I don't right. know what to think right. there after listening to those ingredients. Uh, that I think for 50 bucks, you'd be lucky. The reality is, is you no, go you there can't. first. You you get... That's why I love these types of events. And then I call it food with a cause, because if you can help out a great organization like the Colorado Chefs Association and their apprenticeship program, this is a win all the way around for everybody. And this yeah. is what I call hyper local. Well, and where people don't realize it's a win for us yeah. is because as we get more good chefs into the mix, it, it has a potential of making sure that every time you go out, you get good food. Oh, totally. And I have one more casino. Let's do it. Our friends at Z Casino are doing, this is fun, sous vide chicken bites with mole. <laughs> so, I mean, you, this is an incredible range you've got. Now, I'm a, I'm a mole freak, so I'll okay. make sure that's, you know, where it should be. We're going to find know, out what I'm you think. Sure. Oh, and who's judging? Dude, who's judging? You know what? I think uh, we'll have some of the Modern Eater team up there. Yeah. Which I, will be cool. I, 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 modern uh, Eater. I'm glad I, like I just that. put in that. Who else? Did Our <laughs> friend Drew Engelbert from um, KDRV. No, at, see, this is the problem that I have. I worked for KDRV in Medford, Oregon, 20-some years ago. What I mean is Drew Engelbert from KDVR here in Denver. Denver. (laughs) Fox 31. Exactly. There you go. All right. So the Black Hawk Casino Chef Cook-Off. You'll hear Sarah Beatty back here next week. We're going to get a little update, see where we are. I don't, I I tell you, don't wait. Don't miss out on this one because it's it's locked doors after 100 and you're not going to get them at the gate. Um, the doors will close and we'll be in there having a good time. And you'll say, I wish I would have laid down the uh, 50 bucks. And uh, don't, so don't be that person. You can go to the Modern Eater Facebook page, see a jump across to um, get tickets off Eventbrite. It's one of those easy things. Uh, throw in your information and you're there with us. Print up your ticket, 
um, you're on your way to Blackhawk. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Really appreciate it. There she Thank is, you, Sarah, Sarah Bating. Um, the Colorado, or it's the Blackhawk Casino Chef Cookoff, and it's at uh, Crook's Palace. Yeah. Uh, are you feeling lucky? Yeah, if you're feeling I'm lucky. Like well, that. hey, listen, you're you're ensuring your luck by just getting a ticket to this. The Fairy Gut Mother, she's been uh, jet-setting around the nation. I don't even know if we can talk about what she's doing, but we're going to catch up with her yeah. next, and we're going to do, uh, we filled out some very um, uh, elaborate Detailed. detail forms and i want to go over that and some of my thoughts of what we're getting ourselves into but it's all about gut health and figuring out how you can get that very healthy gut so that you can uh, it all begins and ends with your gut healthy lifestyle resolute brewing company in-house where it's a we're rounding it off andrew duvall um, community beer man in studio with us serving us some delicious resolute brewing company beer next will be the uh, fairy gut mother right here on the modern eater show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com, and remember to drink globally, locally. 
All right, coming back to the show momentarily uh, with Miss Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother. But right now, let me tell you about Jeff Work and A Plus Beverage Solutions. 20 years in the business installing custom tap systems. Um, Tap 14, one of the latest and greatest that Jeff Rourke did um, downtown by D-Bar on 19th Avenue. 70 taps of delicious all-Colorado craft beer, and that's exactly the way that it should be. Uh, Just like the uh, brewer intended it to taste, uh, Jeff Rourke's going to make sure that it comes out that way. Uh, You need an A-plus on your report card. If you're listening to me and you own a bar, a restaurant, a brewery, you're a little outdated, you're pouring foamy beer, uh, the temperatures aren't, aren't right. You need to um, get your glycol system straightened around. Jeff Rourke, he's going to take care of you, and he's going to make sure you look good because pouring inefficient beer. Brian, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Please don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. Justin Brunson, Old Major, you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. There's another guy that does it right, Justin Brunson, as uh, we talked to Chef Daniel Asher. If you missed that interview, it'll be available for you Monday morning on TheModernEater.com. A lot of great content, Brian, on TheModernEater.com. Great writers. Um, every, th- every podcast we've ever done for the past three years coming up on our three year anniversary. And, um, just, uh, it- it's a one-stop shop for all the people that are hyper local, um, believe in good food, good beverages and supporting their community. We have the, the, I, I think the hot rock star group at our, at the modern eater. And we're, we're lucky. We're I mean. missing one equation, but we're going to fill that gap. And it's with this gal. Yes, Her name's so- Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother and gut health. Uh, welcome back to the show. We've had you on a couple weeks in a row, and I think that we're going to have you on for um, quite some time, probably forever, Carly, let's <laughs> oh, face thanks. it. Um, but gut health, first of all, just spend 30, 60 seconds on the importance of gut health. Sure. So nearly 80% of your immune system is located in the gut. So it's really that foundational approach when thinking about uh, optimal health. Um, And gut health is really comprised of having a healed and sealed gut lining, as well as having a healthy balance of the good bacteria and bad bacteria, as well as the fungi in the gut. Yeah. We call that flora. Yeah. Yeah, the flora, the microbiome, there's a lot of different words to help describe um, the, the balance of whatever's going on in the gut. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here's, here's what I love about um, Carly is every – you have to have a story. Carly's got a story. This is near and dear to your heart, Carly, because why? So a few years ago, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, and I went the whole antibiotics route um, and then felt like I was taking medications for my medications, and they were doing more harm on my body than good. So I went off all my medication, started doing my own research, and that's when I came across gut health. And I went on a gut healing protocol, and I really just became so empowered with uh, the progress in my healing just based off of diet and lifestyle changes that as I started Fairy Gut Mother to spread this information and help other people. Yeah, listen to what she said, okay? Um, masking with medication. A lot of people running in circles and, and health, it's really like a ball of yarn. And as you unravel that yarn, you start to see other things. That, but that nucleus all begins in the gut. So uh, Google her, uh, Fairy Gut Mother, and check this out because I want you to listen up of what we can do to um, not only help ourselves, uh, and, and we're doing that with a healthy gut, but um, you as well, people that are listening and that will consume this content. She's actually going to start writing 
for us on the modern eater. It's exciting. She knows so much. And just in the, you know, we met her a few weeks ago. Dr. Oz had her in a couple of days ago. uh, Yeah. We we might not even be allowed to say that, but the reality is, is she's saying it an instant rock star with what she's, what she cares about and how her approach. And I know what she did there. I'm not allowed to tell. (laughs) Okay. I signed a Signed a, <laughs> yeah. a non-disclosure on yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't doubt it because what she does, I mean, she's got magic in a bottle. Oh, well, I mean, thanks. she really, just just in talking with her, you know, as we know, I shared last week that I was on some, some antibiotics. And I'll tell you, the first day I stopped taking the antibiotics, and I also ordered that biome that, that, that uh, Carly had uh, recommended on the last show. But I, I'll tell you, is that the moment I got off of those antibiotics, man, it was like dragging an anchor around mm-hmm. and I, and we don't even know that because you know most people aren't even in touch with their bodies at the level you know and that's the great thing is tonight we've got two people here i mean both both of our guests well and we have a third guest that's brought awesome beer and we we started that at the top <laughs> of the balance. hour but yeah we've got a, and and carly will tell you mm-hmm. You know, you've got to have a balance. She's like, it's okay to have the bad stuff in there. You want the bad stuff because if it's all good, the good will overpower. Yeah. And And that's, and I want to talk. So she's going to, she's going to help us get around. You have, what do you have, Brian? Uh, I had diverticulitis, but I think I, I, you know, it's one of those things you, you, you only can cure it. Medical, the medical industry knows nothing about it. You know, everyone said, oh, you're not supposed to eat seeds. You're not supposed to eat this. I went the other day. The doctor says, listen, all that's not accurate we've done all these studies multiple year studies and whether you're eating seeds or nuts or anything it, it doesn't have any effect and the, the doctor said the reality is we don't know yeah well but, not being yeah. sure is one of one of those things to where it's very difficult and i was very interested and this is why we're going to go through I, what, what do you call it a gut protocol yeah, that's a gut healing protocol. Gut healing protocol. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what the process is. I mean, is, is there anything scientific to this? What? But there's a process that we go through. So, and, and this is what we're going to follow throughout the weeks. We're at the beginning stages, and it's kind of a discovery at mm-hmm. this point in time. So, what did you send us, Carly? So I sent you guys a couple questionnaires. One is just an initial interview questionnaire that really just helps me to get a little bit more information about you, what your current health situation is, anything that you'd like to change, how you're currently feeling, and, and sort of a little bit of history of your health as well. And then I sent you a lengthier questionnaire that helps me dive into a little bit more detail as far as what's going on in the body as a whole. So it looks at um, gut health, but it breaks it down with digestion, large intestine, small intestine, liver. So, yeah, so a couple of questions, and I just want to know what, what you, so dry mouth, what do you get from that when you hear someone say, I chronically have dry mouth? Jay Parker. <laughs> I'm not mentioning any names. <laughs> I mean, I think every question, it's not necessarily that it it means something significantly just that question it's mm-hmm. more of a combination of a lot of them so um it's it's not just that one it's that probably in connection with a lot of other ones that you know if you've answered uh, a high um you know like what about elimination like uh, daily elimination you're asking questions and i kind of i i kind of come to conclusions as i'm saying oh this makes sense i i know why you're asking me this question um so there were some very interesting questions that right. even to libido 
in, in there, right. which is like, a, you know, as a guy, you, you want to say, you know, it's the best thing ever. Strong but like you, a bull, right? You've got to be, you got to be straightforward and honest when answering these things because sure. you, as somebody that's, um, uh, what, do you call yourself a practitioner, a health yeah, practitioner? nutritional therapist. Nutritional or, yeah. therapist. This is all very important information mm-hmm. for you to then implement a different protocol for each one of us. Sure. Is that correct? How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great thing that I love about gut health is it's really specific to your biochemical individuality. So you're going to be different than Jay and Brian. So everyone's protocol is going to be a little bit different. Um, and that's the awesome thing about gut health is that we are all so different. And, you know, the way we look at like our medical system looks at people and we are treated as a one size fits all approach, but it really isn't that way. We're all so different and unique and we need to tap into that and to, you know, talk about what you were saying earlier about those questions, you know, it's like a collection of questions. So for example, there was questions on if you have sort of pain in between your shoulder blades or nausea. Um, and there are a few other, you know, uh, tension headaches at the base of your skull. If you answered as a, as a high uh, importance level for those, that might signify something with your liver and your gallbladder. So it's really a kind of a collection of those questions that are asked that I might look into if they were a high level of, of frequency on there that, okay, maybe there might be some some liver or something that we mm-hmm. need to look into on that. I got it all, Carly. <laughs> you're gonna you. have you're gonna have a hard time. No, um, she's mesmerizing, yeah. Greg. I and mean, everybody's yeah. is gonna be different, right? Your everybody's markup's gonna be a different. And that's the thing about gut health too is it's always changing. So, you know, even with when sequencing the microbiome, which is what we're gonna, you know, you guys are gonna have the at home test to do, um, and we're gonna find out what actually is going on on the bacteria and fungi level in the gut. But that changes every day too. Um, so, you know, even if you travel, your your gut health might be, you know, one one day and then or have high stress and it might throw off the bacteria level. So that's always changing, too, which is really interesting. The fairy, fairy gut mother, uh, Carly Smith. So we're testing this week. We're going to send you these tests. You'll come back next week. What can we expect to uh, in the next step of this process after you've got everybody's uh, results back and you can determine what direction you'll take us. What do we expect at that so point? So then I put together a comprehensive protocol that includes diet, lifestyle, and supplements. Um, so there'll be some supplements that will help to kind of bring things on board as well as any dietary changes that might help to uh, alleviate some of the symptoms and, and kind of target the root issues. And then I always tell people gut health is a lifestyle. So there's always that lifestyle component of it things that you might be able to bring in to help manage your stress levels, um, get some more you know, activity into your day, things that are just going to kind of help uh, balance it overall. You got your work ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, you let, have, me, let me you ask, Greg, she's got ahead. three competitive guys yeah. here that she's given like these tests to. There's got to be, oh yeah, sure, Jay's, Jay's saying it's not competitive, but the reality is if he loses, he's not going to be What's there to lose saying then? that? We're well, all going to win. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I, I mean, we're win. all going to win because, Carly, yeah. but one of us is going to be better off than all the other us, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I, and well, how do you gauge that? How do you gauge where you're at, where you need to be? It's really, uh, you know, how you feel on the inside. So uh, people always ask, how long is this going to take or how long are we going to, you know, work on this and when do you move forward? And really, again, it goes back to that whole your biochemical individuality, your body, mm-hmm. how your body progresses. 
and it's different for everybody. So it's hard. So to basically, give it. symptoms start to those exactly. symptoms alleviate, right. and you start to feel better in ways that you only know your body best itself. I hope you're available for, on the support line, the uh, very <laughs> gut mother <laughs> support line. Well, yeah. And I love I it. Jay's already like probably beating us because he's on an eighty twenty. Thank you. You know, um, Carly. <laughs> Great stuff. Next week Thank again, you. we'll do it again. We're going to talk beer in this last segment. We Sounds love good. these guys at Resolute. So mm. uh, we'll you. see you back here next week. Congratulations on that Dr. Oz at Alaire sometime this summer. Yes. Um, she's the biggest star in the room. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> well, she ups she our really game. Is. I love it that she she shows up dressed to impress. <laughs> And it's really, she was I mean, wearing that at Dr. Oz. Well, we've got the most beautiful, <laughs> beautiful uh, group of guests tonight. We're lucky That's we're right. in here. It's like, you know. Oh, more honey, too. That'll help your gut. Right yes. There. Oh, honey. Uh, awesome for gut health. More honey. It. Yes. A Andrew Duvall and beer. Andrew Duvall, community beer man. He's in studio. We're going to spend five, six, seven minutes with him. Resolute Brewing Company up next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Now it's time for the Modern Eaters Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Yes, it is booze news. All the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. And uh, Jay, this is a cool one. A Resolute, they're always on our radar. They, they are, and it's a beautiful brewery, and they're making delicious beer, and they're doing a lot of good things in the community. They're, they're one of these uh, breweries that are uh, community-focused. Yeah. You know, and, and we love everything about that. Let's uh, welcome Andrew Duvall to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let you riff. I mean, um, condense the time and talk about Resolute Brewing Company. What's the number one thing you want people to know about Resolute Brewing Company? Uh, Resolute, we, we don't cut any corners. Um, and we, we carry that throughout our entire structure of our company from the top down. Uh, that's in back of house with, you know, brewing process and, and ingredients. And it goes to the front of the house with our service um, and outside of the brewery with our sales team, myself, and uh, all the charities that we're, uh, we're involved with, uh, we just make sure that we make a lasting impact in our, in our community. Hyperlocal is yeah. your guys' hashtag. Really, and, and it's so true. So we talk about Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions, but Resolute opened their doors up, I don't know, a year and a half ago and said, uh, come on in. Um, uh, Kristen Rourke, Jeff's wife, uh, was battling leukemia. And she's her uh, sister. Since, uh, her sister. Right. Uh, what did I? Wife. I said something yeah. weird. Uh, anyway, so uh, Emily is her name, and uh, Resolute opened the doors and said, "Do the the charity fundraiser here. We'll supply the beer. We'll do. We'll open up the doors to you." Um, but just so community based, which is really cool. And cool tap room, a whole nine mm -hmm. yards, um, great patio, really cool environment. But the beers are delicious as well. Um, some of the beers that you have on tap right now. 
Well, I, uh, I brought a, a good example of them right now. Uh, the first one we cracked into is uh, our bread and butter, uh, the Hefeweizen, Resolute Hefeweizen. Uh, it's a traditional German wheat, uh, easy drinking, 5.4% ABV, so it's not going to knock you out of your chair. I also brought uh, one that will knock you out of your chair. Some of you guys have been cracking into uh, the Danger Zone Strawberry Wheat Wine, clocking in at 11.5%. you got to be careful with that one. We used over 400 pounds of strawberries in the it's fermentation. Yeah, it, Carly, was that your favorite? That was Carly's favorite. It'll, it'll, it's good for your gut, too. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, that one's been a, a big hit since it came out uh, late last month, and we're almost out of it. So You have new ventures coming up. Any more developments? The most I can share with you is we've signed the lease. Um, it's still somewhere north of Golden, south of Boulder. Um, we, uh, we should have something for you guys in the next couple months for sure. So not to tease, and I really don't like to bring up information that we have no information on, but Resolute Brewing Company, the fact is, is they're making strides of expanding and doing more for the community in a different area, different space that may have may or may not have more capabilities. So that's cool. What's exactly. going on in your tap room right now? Tap room, uh, tap room's bumping today. It's Saturday, you know, everyone's kicking back. Uh, earlier today, we did a uh, charity fundraiser for Creatio. Um, it was a Backpack 101 class. Uh, but Creatio also likes to give back to the community by taking uh, at-risk youth um, and teaching them outdoor skills. I mean, we're here in Colorado, we're, we tap into the mountains a lot. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, we Talk had- about one coming up that people can join you Let's see. Well, hey, uh, Earth Day, uh, the, I believe it's the 22nd, sun, next Sunday. Um, we're partnering with Nature's Educators. Uh, they are a um, predatory bird rescue. And they will be out at the brewery with um, hawks and owls. and. Oh, that's a don't miss. Yeah, that, if you yeah. haven't seen that up close, that's cool. We were at the Broadmoor, Jay. Remember that hawk? That yeah. came in, swooped in, and the, the demonstrations, that's a cool one. That's one of those things where I say, uh, yeah, that's not that big a deal until I see yeah. it. Yeah, and I said, uh, I wish we were mixing this with beer right now. Mm-hmm. So that'll happen at Resolute. Man, Andrew, so uh, come back. Um, it, it's fun having you guys in studio always. Um, thank you, and you'll be back again. Thanks Fairy for Gut me. Mother in studio as well. Sarah Beatty, thank you guys as well. And then again, uh, Nick French, Colorado Hemp Honey. Go check that out. We'll see you next week on the ModernEater.com.